Hello, busy professionals, and welcome to episode number 11 of the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. On this podcast, I talk about my vacation during COVID-19 to Cancun. Listening to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast, where I provide valuable information to help busy professionals plan their next luxury vacation. I'm your host, Belvin Baldwin II, so let the planning begin. Now, if you listen to my episodes in episode number nine, I had some guests, the Hughes and the uh, Rawls family, who discussed their vacation in Cancun. So in this episode, I'm going to discuss my personal vacation in Cancun during this COVID-19 pandemic. Just a few housekeeping conversations first. If you have any questions or anything about future episodes, make sure you DM me. I'm at uh, Luxury Travel by Belvin on Instagram, or you can DM our company page, Showtime Travel. Also, if you want to see any pictures from my personal vacation, you can find them both on my uh, Instagram site and the uh, business site. So that's Showtime Travel on the business. And my personal is Luxury Travel by Belvin. Now let's begin. I'm going to tell you everything about this vacation, the good, the bad and the ugly. So let's just start from the top. You know, I'm based out of Atlanta, Georgia. So I flew out of the Atlanta airport going through the international terminal. I really didn't have any issues. We flew out. Uh, we made sure we wore our mask and we even had these uh the shields. So we had the shields on and I had my uh, face mask that actually had my logo of my business Showtime Travel. It was my wife and my daughter. So we all were kind of coordinated and going through the airport together. Now, I flew out on Delta and prior to flying out on Delta, they have you sign a agreement basically stating that, you know, the rules that you're going to have to wear a mask. How can I put it? It is no surprise when you fly on Delta uh, that you have to wear a mask. So that's what's so unique to me that when I listen to the news and I hear these people basically not adhering to the rules and stating that they don't want to wear a mask, you actually have to sign an agreement that you have to wear a mask while on the flight. So it's no surprise. So it's really no excuse for that type of uh, character or attitude. So uh, while on, the, you know, while in the airport, I also saw everybody wearing a mask as well, because even in the airport, you know, you have to have a mask because you're going to have to get on the flight with a mask. When I did uh, go through, uh, well, security, really no issues. It was pretty quick. Um, I was going through the international terminal, so it really wasn't that many people there anyway. Now, let's go to now that we're on the plane. Delta has the middle seat still blocked. And once you uh, arrived on the plane, they actually even gave you some sanitizer, uh, some hand sanitizer. Um, and well, let me take that back. They gave you some wipes that you can use. What I did was, you know, I wiped the seat down and wiped the panel 
in front of me where, you know, you can watch TV. They had a panel in front of you. So I wiped all that down. It really wasn't any issue. Didn't have any problems. I think everything was just for my first flight during the COVID-19 pandemic. It went pretty smooth. Nobody was fighting against the rules. Everybody had their face mask. They did bring out uh, snacks for you, but the snacks were in a bag. So, uh, you know, all your food, everything was in a plastic bag. Your water was a bottle of water. So you're not getting the flight attendant going through anymore, opening cans of pop and pouring it into a cup. I think those days are probably gone. So other than that, I think it went pretty smooth Uh, on the flight. They did have you complete your immigration slash tourist card like they always do prior to landing in Cancun. So we completed all that while on the flight. So this flight from Atlanta was probably maybe a two, two and a half hour flight to Cancun. So not a long flight. We had our tourist cards already completed. So when we landed in Cancun, everything went smooth as well. When we landed, everybody was wearing a mask in the Cancun airport. When we went through customs, which was pretty quick, no issues, uh, anything, just the, you know, the regular questions. Why are you here? Where are you going? Et cetera, et cetera. But what I did notice is when we were walking through, they had this contraption that like it was basically taking everybody's temperature. It was kind of a mass temperature sensor. So it was a guy in a, almost like in a hazmat suit and he was taking everybody's temperatures. If you notice in episode nine, we discussed this as well. I didn't see anybody get taken away. So everybody must have passed the temperature uh, requirements. But it was something to see this temperature, mass temperatures being taken. And that's something that I did not see in the U.S. So everything was good. Once we landed, they do have sanitizer and everything to make sure that your hands are clean. If you ever land in Cancun, you know, once you pass customs, you have to go through kind of the timeshare gauntlet where everybody kind of acts like they're trying to help you, but they're really trying to sell you a timeshare. We walked through that. They weren't that aggressive like they yeah they were they were still the same the same way except they were respecting respecting your social distancing so they were coming up but they weren't coming directly up on you like they have in the past so once we passed through customs and the timeshare gauntlet gauntlet as i call it we went outside to meet our shuttle company And when we met our shuttle company, it's great. I always like that. They have our names on the little board there, the little board that they're holding. And they check us off and they took our bags. It was pretty simple. So they took our bags. They give us hand sanitizer again. They make sure they keep cleaning your hands before you step on it. They're cleaning your feet. That's different now. When I say cleaning your feet, they're cleaning the soles, the bottom of your shoes. So you step on this mat with this liquid and it cleans, cleans the bottom of your shoes. So they're doing that as well. When I got on and my family got on, we were the only people on the shuttle ride to the hotel. We didn't have to worry about anything. We had we still had our mask on. The driver had his mask on. So it was pretty simple. I think our ride from the airport to the actual uh, resort was possible about 15 minutes. We were on the strip, so it really wasn't 
that long of a ride. But they did make sure that I did feel that they were taking all the right precautions to make sure that everything was clean and you had enough social distancing in a van that you could have. So I definitely felt comfortable in the ride and in everything so far. So we arrive at the resort. We're staying at the Sun Palace Resort in Cancun. So it's right there on the strip. Once we arrive, the bellman comes in and the first thing he does, as soon as we step out of our shuttle there, they're sanitizing our hands again, they're spraying our hands. They take our bags. Uh, I think they cleaned our bags as well. Once again, we step onto this mat of liquid and it cleans our shoes. We wipe our shoes off and then we head into the lobby. The lobby is grand and clean. Uh, we go to the desk the check-in desk and it is a window protecting the us from the employee so we're basically it's almost like you're talking to a, a teller in a bank so you have that glass in front of you what he does though he has to check our temperature but he has that glass in front of him. you almost kind of stick your head down where you would speak through so he can just point that um, tool there to take your temperature. So he took everybody's temperature. It was pretty simple, pretty quick. So we get our temperature took and everybody passed. Great check-in was very simple process. They, you know, made sure that we did have to sign an agreement again, just stating that we don't have COVID-19. We haven't been around anybody with COVID-19, almost like a disclaimer out there. During our stay at the resort, I saw all the staff were wearing masks, so they were wearing masks, and some of them did have the uh, shield on as well. So everybody was wearing masks. I felt pretty comfortable during my stay. I felt real comfortable during my stay. I didn't feel like anybody was really crowding my space. The overall resort, I would say, was probably between 30, 40 percent to capacity. So it wasn't full. It wasn't crowded. When we stayed on the beach, we had so much space. And even when we were by the pool, it didn't feel like you were people were on top of you. Everybody had their space. They cleaned up as soon as somebody left their area of the pool. They made sure they cleaned it up right away. Now, this is an all inclusive resort. So everything was all a cart now when it came to the food. So no buffets, which was great. You don't want your food just sitting out there like they've done in the past. Everything was a la carte. We ate at a few different restaurants. And while we were there, we had a lot of space between us and the other guests. So I was very happy because of that. We felt good even when we were walking around, some of the guests did not have masks on. They were a little, little lenient. I mean, I can understand, especially when you're by the pool or when you're on the beach, you know, you want to drop your mask off because you're free. It's open air and you, you know, you're social distancing. So you did have, of course, people took masks off when they were eating as well, but that's understandable. But for the most part, I think the guests were giving each other enough space. They did have a bar there where some people wore masks and some people didn't. That was probably the only place where I felt that it was a gathering of people and it was kind of a nighttime bar there, but it wasn't crowded enough where you felt you were getting into something bad. So even in during that time, you, you really felt that you were still getting your spacing that you needed to be safe. Now, what I did not like is 
Well, let me tell you something. Of course, we all know about the travel and tourism industry. I mean, we're taking a hit right now. And thankfully that uh, Mexico is open and allowing American tourists to travel. But with that comes aggressiveness when it comes to these timeshares and memberships. While we were there on vacation, we are in the travel industry. And then these people are so aggressive trying to sell these timeshares. I know, you know, we all have to eat and they're pushing and, and everything like that. But when I'm on vacation, I really don't want to be bothered. And we had a timeshare person not only kind of trick us <laughs> and, you know, how they, you know, trick you like you're at the airport trying to act like they were helping you. But then you find out it was a timeshare and then, you, you know, we immediately and then not only that. They call us the next morning. So we're on vacation and you get a call at a resort at eight, you know, eight o'clock in the morning. Like, what in the heck is going on? So we pick it up is somebody trying to get us to listen to a presentation that didn't go too well in my family. So I understand. But you do not try to sell us a timeshare. And just I'm going to give everybody a PSA. These memberships or timeshares or anything like that. I just really want people to listen to the terms and conditions of it. It is a reason why they have commercials out there where they have people trying to get rid of them. First of all, I had the opportunity to listen to someone who actually bought one. And I can tell this person or these people hardly went on vacation before and they got taken advantage of because they bought into a membership or quote unquote timeshare, they spent $10,000 for the opportunity to get a discount on a vacation. Now, I want you to listen to this. They spent $10,000, not for free rooms. So when they do book a room that they can get a discount on a vacation. Oh, 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 I did. Let me mention this. They did say that they were going to give them a complimentary anniversary stay. You paid for that. That's not complimentary. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that if you're looking timeshares, you're putting money into something in hopes to getting it. It's better to leave money into your own account, your own savings account. I mean, if you're looking into accounts where you can earn interest, I could put those links in the show notes where you can earn interest and put that same money. You can put that same $10,000 into a brokerage firm or, or anything uh, account that's earning interest instead of losing money. I mean, you know, they have simple things like stash, Robinhood account. We will, you can put money into that and gain interest instead of putting $10,000 in hopes of getting a discount on what? I mean, what is the discount on? So I just hate to see people getting taken advantage of because, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. I don't want to knock anybody's hustle, but you can keep that same money and go whenever you're ready to go on vacation. Keep that money in your bank account. And when you're ready to go, you're ready to go. You don't have to get a quote unquote discount or say this is the high season and we don't have any any rooms available. But that's just my PSA on timeshares. I just do not like people getting taken advantage of. And then 
spending that money when you can just keep that money and use that money when you're ready to go on vacation. So that's the end of my PSA. I just want to make sure that you know my listeners are not getting taken advantage of when it comes to these quote unquote timeshares and memberships. So while we were there, <laughs> we did a few excursions and we got on this one. Oh my goodness. We got on this excursion called the Sea Breacher. If you haven't heard of the Sea Breacher, make sure you Google it, put, look it up on YouTube. No, look it up on my Instagram, Luxury Travel by Belvin. You can see my pictures on there. Make sure you leave a comment if you listen to the podcast and just let me know that you found it from my uh, podcast so I can see who's listening out there. So, for example, <laughs> we got on this thing called the Sea Breacher. And the Sea Breacher is this little contraption. And it looks like a jet, but it's actually on the water. I am six foot tall. I'm six foot 215. And I'm getting in the back seat of this small, I don't know if you want to call it boat, jet boat, whatever you want to call it. And I felt like. I had to fold my legs, everything just to get in this. I mean, I am just stuck in this thing. And you're going to see pictures on, on my Instagram. And uh, <laughs> so this thing is going super fast. It goes under the water, shoots up in the air and everything. We're going in and out, moving and grooving. And, and it's another guy in front of him and he's the pilot. So he's taking control. One time we go in deep and it kind of shuts off because I feel that we got too much water or something in the engine. But, it, you know, it popped back on. It wasn't like it was just two seconds. We'll go underneath the water for a little bit and then shoot up in the air. Almost like uh, I've been watching Shark Week. So it's like, uh, you know, how the sharks just jump up. So I was doing all that. We were moving and everything. And then that was probably about a 20 minute ride. Then once I got off, I am feeling something down at the bottom of my leg and noticed that I'm bleeding. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but I got a, a cut, a cut on my ankle. In there, you have just a little bit of metal on the side. It's almost like, you know, I saw a little bit of metal, but my legs were so long that I had to go past this metal. And I think once I was riding and moving, I may have got hit or when I no, I think really it happened when I was trying to get out. I had to like move my leg to get past this metal portion where the front where the pilot's seat was located. I think I kind of hit my leg there and yeah, I had a little blood. They washed it off. That, you know, I got bandaged up. It wasn't bad, but it just shows you you have to be five, eight and smaller to get in that to really enjoy. My daughter got in and, and she didn't have any problems for you big guys or, or even you tall guys or women, tall guys, women or anything. If six foot and over, just be careful of the sea breacher overall. But we did have a great time. It was, it was still good. Next one we went on was the catamaran cruise. So we were on the catamaran. It took us from Cancun to Isla Mujeres. I would say it was probably mm, probably about 15 people on the cruise and they gave us food and drinks and we had a good time. We did snorkeling. I would say if you guys are planning on snorkeling, buy your own snorkel equipment. I was so happy that my wife, she bought us our snorkeling equipment because in these days you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to put something in your mouth. I mean, I know other people 
clean it and they sanitize it. But, you know, in this time, you probably want to just you feel comfortable with your own equipment so you can put your own snork, you know, mouthpiece in your mouth. Uh, you don't have to worry about it with some it was used in somebody else's mouth. Uh, just a peace of mind thing. But we were able to snorkel. We saw some good marine life and everything. It was great. <laughs> Once we did get to Isla Mujeres, the beach was closed on Isla Mujeres. So in that case, everybody just parked their yachts and, and catamarans in the water and kind of had a, a free fall party in the shallow waters there. And people kind of got out and swam and everything. But it's not like you're on top of each other. Everybody's still spread apart. You're not having any trouble with social distancing. So, you know, we didn't have that problem, but we did port into Isla Mujeres. And if you haven't had a chance to stay at Isla Mujeres, I really think that's something you're missing out in, in Mexico. I know if you're on Instagram or any other type of uh, social media platform, a lot of the travel influencers are always talking about Tulum, Tulum, Tulum. Isla Mujeres is a great island as well. So what you would do is just fly to Cancun and take about a, a 20 minute ferry ride to the island. While we were on the island, we did rent a golf cart. Uh, make sure that you check out our Instagram and see some of those pictures as well. I am going to put a YouTube video out. Make sure you look at Showtime Travel and you can look at our all you know excursions and vacation destinations on our YouTube channel, uh, Showtime Travel. So, you know, make sure that you uh, check that out. But on Isla Mujeres, everything was nice. It's a beautiful island, just a laid back island. We, we were on the golf cart, rolled around. We actually even went to another resort while we were there and we checked that out as well. So I would definitely suggest you guys check out Isla Mujeres. They do have some resorts on there. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, just like I said before, go to Showtime Travel and click on that plan my vacation link and we can help you out. Returning home was pretty simple. Once we got through the Cancun airport from our hotel, which I said was probably about a 15 minute ride, we went through check in was simple. We flew Delta I think we probably waited about 10 minutes in line, if that. I don't even know. I don't even think it was 10 minutes to check in. No problems at all. Once we did, and we got there about two hours prior to our departure. I know we had some scheduled transfers, and they were they had us four hours before, but we were about two hours prior, and we got in. Flight, well, the airport was nice, just like before. Our flight was on time. No issues there. I did notice, though, I think, yeah, my daughter told me that it was one guy who was wearing his mask below his nose. And Delta flight attendant did go and talk to that person, you know, to to tell him to put it back up. And she gave him one warning. So I think they only give you two warnings before they turn things around. So just to be aware of that. Once we did land in Atlanta, I uh, just wanted to let you guys know once we passed customs and we were, I think, the F gate for international terminal. Uh, we usually take a offsite shuttle and the offsite shuttles do not go to the international terminal anymore, which was a surprise to me. So we had to take a ride from the international terminal to the domestic terminal and then walk to where the offsite shuttles are. 
So if you are flying out of Atlanta and that's your last stop, just be aware if you do have an international flight and if you do take uh, offsite shuttles, that that is the new normal now, I guess, that they don't come to the international terminal. I use pre-flight. I know pre-flight is uh, around the country and, and most airports, but I use pre-flight and pre-flight did not go to the international terminal. So overall, that is uh, my vacation in Cancun during this whole COVID-19 in a nutshell. Mexico is one of the more lenient places to allow American tourists where you don't have to have a COVID-19 test done prior. They just check you when you get there, not giving you an actual COVID-19 test, but they check to make sure you don't have a temperature. Now, as for other Caribbean countries where American tourists are allowed, they are asking for you to have a COVID-19 test within a certain amount of days prior to your arrival. Some of them even take a COVID-19 test while you're there and they will keep you quarantined until the results are shown, which usually they do have a quick turnaround on the results. Unlike sometimes in America where it, it is maybe seven, 10 days, but they are getting a quick turnaround on the results. With all that being said, really know your entry requirements prior to traveling anywhere. Make sure you know the entry requirements and don't do it. Like, for example, some people may have booked a vacation two or three months in advance and read over the entry requirements. And when they get there, things have changed. You have to look at those entry requirements almost daily because they will change quickly. So that's why it's always good to work with a travel advisor, because we are always updated on these changes and what's going on in the industry. So you really don't have to worry about it. So make sure you know that another probably another if you're looking for other places outside of the Caribbean and Mexico to travel, if you so feel that you're ready to do so. I know you all we all know about the European U Union, which has blocked American tourists. But Croatia has been a something on the bucket list for some, and they are open to American tourists. The challenge is, is, you know, you really don't have too many direct flights to Croatia. So you have to usually land in a European country. Now you can fly to London Heathrow and kind of take it from there as a stop before going to Croatia, uh, because if you land in any country in the European Union, you might have you might be quarantined. So if you're talking with a travel consultant or advisor, they can help you out with all of this. Also, Tahiti, French Polynesian is open as well to American tourists. Uh, you want to make sure that you know the entry requirements for there. If you have not seen my uh, video on overwater bungalows and everything during my time in 2020, when I did take a vacation to the French Polynesian Islands. Uh, you can look that out on YouTube at Showtime Travel. Uh, well, I hope this episode was valuable to everybody and hopefully you got some good knowledge out of it because I just want to make sure that you all are aware of what's going on out there. Please comment, subscribe, like, and share. This helps spread the word about this podcast. 
I really want to get this out there. And if you have any requests for other future podcasts, please let me know. Once again, it's Belvin. Contact us because you deserve a luxury vacation. Have a great day. Hey, busy professionals. Thank you for listening to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. This helps other busy professionals like yourself find the podcast. If you want help planning a luxury vacation, please visit ShowtimeTravel.com. Also, you will be able to get more valuable tips and behind-the-scenes footage by following me on social media. You can find me on YouTube under Showtime Travel, LinkedIn under Belvin Baldwin II, Instagram under Showtime Travel, and my personal Luxury Travel by Belvin. Thanks again, and remember, you deserve a luxury vacation. Thank you.